0: The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied by an adult. A deadline.
1: Hi
2: there, and welcome to the Electrify Kuna podcast, original audio drama from 12 years of productions. I'm Jack Ward. Our last visit for now in The Deadline... Brings the feature Rule of Three and the short Lighter. And without giving too much away, I think we should delve right into the story. So enjoy.
3: As distant as the grave, there's something unsavory and satisfying as you listen to the unintended, as you pick up the messages of the mundane as easily as the sins of the soul. Voyeurs of the Wire, in a Wired World. Versus all cultures, all times. It would have done well for Mark Wallace to remember that. Every step we take forward leaves a footprint behind us. Every voice spoken leaves an echo. On the deadline.
0: Mark! Uh, honey What did you do? Baby, you're scaring me. Put down the gun. You think you can play me? Okay, okay. Mark, baby, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I just got home. The hell you don't. I, I know you've been stressed, love, considering everything. Why
4: are you doing this?
0: Please, Mark. Please. I'll just sit down here. I won't make any moves. You don't have to put away the gun. But you're scaring me. Please just lower it. Please. Listen. Listen. I don't
4: know how. Or why.
0: Let's just take it one step at a time, okay? What's happened? You
4: know what's happened! Okay!
0: Okay! Then let's start the beginning. I'm sitting down, see? I'm sitting down. Just tell me, we can work it out. Please, let me work it out with you. I gotta think. Yes, baby, I'm here for you.
4: Shut up! It's like that first day. One, what, 11 months ago.
5: Almost a year.
4: Yeah, that's right, almost a year. Almost our anniversary. Happy anniversary, baby. Is that what it takes nowadays? Just 11 months to destroy a man's life. Mark,
0: I didn't do anything, I swear. That's
4: when things started. I know it was. Do you remember when we first met?
0: Of course. Toll knows.
4: Exactly. The restaurant. That's when it began. That's when it all began. Excuse me, miss. Did you drop your scarf here?
0: Mm, no. I don't wear one.
4: Oh. You been waiting long? Waiting? To be seated.
0: Oh, only about five minutes. This place is usually quick with the afternoon crowd.
4: That's good. It's always nice to have lunchtime to just relax.
0: <laughs> yes, it is.
4: Okay, that's it. Pardon? I have officially run out of small talk.
0: <laughs> uh, okay.
4: You see, people keep telling me the best way to get to know someone, and really make a connection, is to engage them in conversation. All conversation starts with small talk. Personally, I hate it.
0: That's nice.
4: (laughs) Look, I'm no good at meeting people for the first time. Would you care to have lunch with me? I can see you're alone, and I'm alone. We could be alone together, at the same table.
0: I, um, have a boyfriend.
4: Well, that is a relief. I wouldn't want you thinking I was having lunch with you just as a pretext for a long-term relationship. I'm just looking for company for lunch.
0: I don't think so. My grandmother always told me not to sit in public places with people I don't know.
4: Hi, I'm Mark. Now you know me. And I have no idea who you are, so you've got me at a decided disadvantage. Let's eat lunch. This is a well-lit place. Public. Nice. Safe. So if you turn out to be a complete psycho, I can leave.
0: (laughs) No is not an option you truly appreciate, is it?
4: Of course, I take no for an answer. If uttered often enough, then I know they mean it. I can't help but notice you have not said no once yet.
0: Lemme guess, you're a politician?
4: Worse, I'm a realtor.
0: Selling houses makes you excel at lying?
4: I swear to you, I've never lied.
0: (laughs) How many women have you tried this on? This week.
4: Including you? Yes. I don't know. 50? 60? It's only Wednesday, so I'm a bit behind my weekly average.
0: Has it worked yet?
4: I don't know. Has it?
0: All right, Mark. It's nice to meet you. I'm Janet.
4: That's not really your name, is it?
0: (laughs) Nope. But it's what you can call me.
4: Hi. Table for one?
0: Two, please. Somewhere nice and public. (laughs)
4: <laughs> Preferably somewhere where this fine lady won't try to take advantage of me. This way, please. And then I moved here and decided to start again. Got my realtor license, and I'm doing pretty well.
0: What's it like selling houses? Nope. Pardon?
4: Not talking about this. Why not? Because I know that talking about something this boring while I'm getting to know someone makes me boring.
0: I wouldn't say that.
4: Maybe on our fifth date I'll tell you. Maybe.
0: Sixth? Aren't you jumping to conclusions? Probably. Your smile gets you into a lot of trouble,
5: doesn't it? Your bill.
4: Waitress, do you think my smile would get me into trouble?
5: That smile? Yes. Absolutely, sir.
4: I've got it. Looks like it's unanimous. I just closed a deal, and this is a celebration meal.
5: Thank you, sir.
0: You know, you didn't even look at her.
4: Maybe I have something more intriguing to look at than a waitress.
0: Ooh, there's that dangerous charm.
4: So what do you say? Care to do this again? What would your grandmother say?
0: (laughs) Alright, well, I think she'd say this was the rule of three.
4: Rule of three?
0: This is my cell. Call me and we'll work out another time.
4: Honestly? If I call this number, your purse will ring?
0: Of course!
4: Sir, I'm sorry. There's an error with your credit card. What? Uh, That's not possible. I'm sorry, sir. I tried it twice. Try this one.
0: That's okay. I'll take care of it.
4: That's not necessary.
0: Think of it as a down payment on the next date.
4: Now you're just emasculating me.
0: Well, you'll have to rectify that next time. I'll be right back.
4: Honestly, I'm horribly embarrassed.
0: Don't be. It happens.
4: Thank you very much, Janet.
0: Penny. My name is Penny.
4: Thank you very much, Penny. You wanted to see me, Bill? <laughs> yes, Mark. I wanted to be the first to offer congratulations on your new position. Pardon? The Ferguson deal just came through. Congratulations, Mr. Full Status Agent. <laughs> Welcome to the big leagues. What? Just like that? I know you've been working hard. It's not gone unnoticed. You deserve this. Deserve what? <laughs> Why do I feel like I'm being led to the slaughter? Because <laughs> I'm giving you the Emil Johnson estate. It won't be easy, but I believe in you. You are Das Wunderkind. <laughs> You've been sitting on that for a while. Are you saying you can't do it? Can't do it. Of course I can. In fact, I'll buy it right now so you don't have to worry about it. Bold words. Mark them and stand back. I knew I had the right guy. Get this done fast, my boy. I've been too busy and I'm leveraged to the hilt on this. You pull it off and I owe you. I'm your man. Hello? Hello? Hey, Penny. They're here right now. I don't know, half hour? All right. Okay, meet me here and we'll go to the restaurant. No, (laughs) seriously. I wouldn't miss our anniversary. Wouldn't miss it for the world. (laughs) See you soon, honey. Bye. I love you too.
5: Anniversary?
6: Well,
4: (laughs) yes. Six months.
6: Ah, the first milestone. Congratulations.
4: Thanks, first of many more. So, what do you think?
6: New roof, you say?
4: Yep. <laughs> I've also recarpeted and cleaned the house and checked for mold and dust.
2: This place is wonderful, Henry. I love the high ceilings.
4: The property is completely fenced by the original wall built in the early 1900s, so security is not an issue.
6: It's very nice. What's that smell?
4: Pardon? That smell, it's potent. It smells like it's coming from the living room. Can I share something with you? I don't have a clue. That's why the asking price is so low. We have cleaned the place from top to bottom, so it must be something else.
6: Well, it's certainly an impressive house. Uh, We'll be in touch.
4: Of course. Let's connect. But you'll have to act quickly. I've got five other showings this week.
6: We'll keep that in mind. Thank you. Goodbye.
4: Take care. Hey, Bill, uh, you must be on the phone because this went straight to message. Look, the rotting fish smell in the Johnson house is still here. I'll never be able to unload this if it's lingering. I I need your advice or some help. I've laid out a lot of cash to get this house in shape. Give me a call back. Talk to you later. There you are.
0: Sorry I'm late. There was an accounting error that I had to clear up before Mr. Forsyth would let me go.
4: That's okay. Just seeing you is the highlight of my day.
0: You are so full of crap. You also say the sweetest things.
4: <laughs> Come on. My car is just down the street.
0: <sighs> Six months. It's been amazing.
4: I would like to take some credit.
0: Mm, living together wasn't so much of a bad idea. Oh yeah? I've never been so happy.
4: Well, that makes me happy.
0: I was thinking...
4: Dangerous sign.
0: Funny. We should go on vacation. To the Caribbean this winter.
4: That sounds like...
5: Hey! Watch it, you punk! Jeez, sorry. Young punks today. walk. You alright? Yes. That was rude.
4: I said I was sorry.
0: No, her. She just ran into you. It's not like you were changing lanes or something.
4: Don't worry about it nothing's gonna ruin this day
0: you are too good to me
4: one of uh, kind
0: what's wrong
4: key's not working in the lock
0: i bet you have the wrong car i did that all the time when i had my toyota
4: no this is my car i've got my briefcase in the back seat see Th- this is ridiculous
0: don't worry mark we'll just call a tow truck they can open the door
4: how will they know the car's mine no no look uh, there's a police station we just passed not even half a block away They'll have my car registered, and I'll sort this thing out.
0: What about our anniversary?
4: I promise I'll see you later tonight. It isn't off. It's delayed for a few hours. That's all.
0: All right.
4: I am sorry about this.
0: It's not your fault.
4: I'll call a cab, and it'll take you downtown. I'll meet up with you at the (laughs) restaurant.
0: Well, you promised life with you wouldn't be boring.
7: Hi, I've been waiting for an hour. Any news on my car? Well, Mr. Wallace, there appears to be an issue that we'll need to clear up.
4: Issue? What do you mean, issue?
7: According to your license, you don't exist. What? I just completed the check of the license you handed me, and there's no record of a Marcus Wallace before February 6th of this year. That's impossible. Check my social insurance number. We can't do that without an extensive background check. Wait... I got a parking ticket last year. You have to have that in your
4: database.
7: Nope. Nothing, I'm afraid. Mr. Wallace, according to our records, your identity is only six months old.
4: Well, I'm obviously not a newborn. I'm standing right here. Calm
7: down, sir. There's no reason to get rowdy. I'll look into this. In the meantime... The hell with the meantime? What am I going to do now? Get charged for disturbing the peace if you don't... Calm down. You've got to be kidding me. Don't test me, sir. Easy, Dom. Easy. What the hell? Get this dog off of me. Release, Dom. Release! I'm going to sue you and this entire place. Please empty your pockets, sir. What? Empty. Your pockets. Yeah. I'll empty my pockets.
4: Then I'll call a lawyer.
7: What is that, sir?
4: That is not mine.
7: Well, it looks like it came out of your pocket, and it looks like cocaine.
4: Is that what it looks like? I just told you, it isn't mine.
7: Please follow this officer, sir. He'll read you your rights. But I didn't do anything. I want my phone call. How dumb do you have to be?
0: Mark? Honey? Yeah? You haven't said anything at all.
4: Sorry. Thanks for bailing me out.
0: Some anniversary, huh?
4: Penny, I I, I didn't...
0: I know, I know. Let's just go home. We can worry about tomorrow, tomorrow.
4: Can you believe that? Some computer glitch said I didn't exist.
0: I know. I vouch for you. I love you. I love you, too. Do they give you back all your stuff?
4: Yes. Well, everything but the drugs.
0: Do me a favor. Don't answer that.
4: Penny, don't worry. How could this day possibly get worse?
0: Don't say that. Oh. Mark? Honey? What is it?
4: It's the credit company. My cards are maxed out. They said I need to pay the balance.
0: How much?
4: Five thousand dollars. This is a nightmare, Penny. What's going on? What did I do?
0: Nothing. We'll fix it in the morning. You'll see. It's Bill. Leave it for tomorrow, please.
4: I'm probably fired. He heard about the police charge and canned me. How? I I don't know, but he knows. Hi, Bill. Look, I... What? I'll be right there. What is it? The estate. It's on fire. Oh my, oh my god, oh my god! The house! What happened?
7: Well, this is interesting. I take it this is your house? What are you
4: doing here?
7: Please don't make me add oblivious to the police report. It never looks good in court. There's been a fire, hence the fire department in smoking ruins. The police have been called and I'm the lucky officer who is investigating. According to the neighbors, you own this place? Did you have insurance, Mr. Wallace? Yes? Hmm. What does that
4: mean? Don't tell me you moonlight as an investigator for the insurance company as well.
7: You may not be aware of this, Mr. Wallace, but like possession, arson is a crime. Arson? Yes, according to the fire marshal, this place was a real torch job. Just for the record, let me make this clear. Don't leave town. Arson. Arson.
4: So, here we are, just the two of us.
0: Mark, I don't know what you're talking about. How could you think?
4: I got nothing left to lose. Please. No one plays me.
5: Don't bet on it. Twitch and I'll shoot you, Mark. Maggie? How? You left the door open, Mark. Please don't put down the gun. Please give me a reason.
4: This is your doing?
5: No, I'm not that skillful or brave but you know that, don't you? But then you never met my sister before. You know, the cop.
4: That was...
5: Who are you? Mrs. Mark Wallace, the second. Oh, you've got great husband material here, Penny. He's so good at marriage. He does it again and again. Serial, you might say. Oh, he's so suave at first. So smooth. Then when you're least expecting it, that's when he strikes. Strikes? Clears out the bank account, credit cards, and moves away. Is that what they call irreconcilable differences, Mark? Don't listen to her, Penny. I paid for everything he needed for his realtor's license. Maggie, I, I loved you. It's a garbage, Mark. I waited, and when I saw you were going to do it again, I decided to act. It's funny, isn't it? I actually took a little comfort in the fact that it really wasn't me after all. It's not even Penny, or Anne before her. But I couldn't just sit still and let it happen again and again. Give me a little credit, Mark. Give me that much. Maggie! Because of me, you have nothing. Because of me. I did that. I took everything from you. How does that feel? Well, it's not true.
4: No, you aren't.
5: Goodbye, Mark.
4: You may be a twisted bitch, but you're no murderer.
5: There's a first time for everything.
4: I spent my life reading people, and you're not a killer.
0: Did you do all those things?
4: Yes, with her, never with you.
0: You are going to kill me? No, no, I I promise.
5: Mark, you already have. It's okay, Penny. It really is. It was self-defense. I saw the whole thing. He used me. Put the gun down, Penny. How could someone... He used us all. But if it's any consolation, I think he really did love you.
0: Oh, Mark. Why? Shh.
5: It's okay, Penny.
0: Who's signs. There must have been signs.
5: My sister, Eliza, she'll make all of this go away. The car? Yes, she's known all about this. She gave me the coke. I dressed up like an old bag lady.
0: That old woman who yelled at us on the street?
5: Yeah, no one looks at transients very closely. And Mark always loved those long coats with big pockets. But the house... Burning it down wasn't difficult. But the smell, he couldn't sell it. I stuffed the curtain rods in the living room with cut-up sardines. What? The fish rotted, and the smell hangs everywhere. He removed the drapes, cut out the rug, replaced the walls. No one thinks of taking down the fixtures. Curtain rods always stay up.
0: His credit! His cards!
5: I took a job as a waitress. I guess it was your first date that I knew. Knew what? I knew that he wouldn't recognize me. I knew then that you were his next mark. His card wouldn't work that night. Not exactly true. It worked very well. I got the numbers from it and waited. I figured a couple of big purchases at the right time would make a difference. Here. What's this? It's yours. I don't want it. It's the five grand from his card. You're going to need it. But don't worry. Eliza will take care of you. She was the only one in my family who stood up for me. Mark had them all turned around his finger. He... he actually had them blaming me for his leaving. Can you believe that? I don't know what to believe. My mom used to believe in the rule of three. My grandmother did, too. Whatever you put out there comes back at you threefold, good or bad. Just wait here. I'll call Eliza, and then you'll never see me again. Maggie? Yes? You said that he... loved me? Yes. How... how do you know? Well, Mark wasn't lying when he said he knew people. He knew how to read them. I couldn't shoot him. He picked people that wouldn't fight back. He knew that. He never counted on Eliza, though. And he didn't count on you. Me? Yes. He misjudged you, Penny. And there's only one reason for that. What? Love is blind. Goodbye, Penny. Goodbye, Maggie.
3: There's nothing that brings people together more than a common cause. Even if the only way to make amends is to come to an end. People believe love conquers all, but they never say who becomes the conquered. Do you ever think of that? I know you're still listening, aren't you? Are you hearing me anymore? Or is this a deadline?
2: Rule of Three was written and directed by Jack J. Ward and starred Andre Davey as Mark, Angie Hartland as Penny, Ona Archibald as Eliza, Wendy Webb as Maggie, Julia Rosborough as The Officer, with John Bell as Bill and Mr. Henderson and My Aunt Kumi as Mrs. Henderson and Shannon Hilchey as The Hostess. This episode of The Deadline was post-produced by John Bell, courtesy of Bells and the Bat Free, with music by Sharon B. The Deadline Anthology is an Electric Vicuna production.
1: Now turn to the left, please.
6: I just meant, what are they looking for? Didn't they tell you? No, just
8: a quick 20 bucks. I don't always get told why. They call you? Yeah.
1: Okay, number one, could you face the back wall, please? And lift your hands?
6: That ain't good. What do you mean? I mean, if they call you, you could be a suspect. That's crazy. Think so?
1: Okay, step back.
6: They call you? Yeah. But they always invite me. How come? You know cops. They try to find someone to pin stuff on. They've detained me so often. Never mind. No. What? the
1: right, number two, turn your head so we can see your profile, please. It
6: ain't important. It's not like we're exactly busy. Okay. Okay. So the cops have detained and searched me eight times in the last three months. No kidding. But they ain't doing that no more. How come?
1: Step back, number two. Hold for a second,
6: please. I got myself an order from the judge that they gotta stop harassing me. You're kidding. That's really cool. So, why are you here? I ain't got nothing to hide. So when they call, I figure a cool 20 bucks is a good way to stick it to them even more. They can't touch me without actual proof. Way to go, man. Police brutality is something we all gotta watch out for. Freaking right. Freaking right.
1: Okay. The thing is, Step out into the light, please.
6: they're looking for a grave robber. Really? Yep. Who saw him? Some old cemetery groundskeeper, probably. Word is that whoever it was dug up Flicker Spats. Who's that? Geez, man. Don't you read the newspaper?
1: Turn around, number three, and face the
6: back. He's the wise guy who stole from the mob when they brought down the Zeppelini family. Wow. I heard about that. Why would they rob his
8: grave?
1: Because of what
6: they think was buried with him. That's you. Yeah. One second.
1: Okay. Turn to the left, please. Down to the right. Thanks. Step back, please.
6: What was it? Huh? What did they think he was buried with? A key. Or a map, maybe. Word is that his family put it on his body so the cops wouldn't check the house for it. Just think. Yep. That's a lot of money. Quarter of a million cool ones.
1: Okay, take five minutes, please, but don't leave the room. We'll be right back.
6: Man, I could use a smoke. Now's the time. You heard him. We can't leave. They don't mind. Funny, ain't it? No smoking ordinance across the city, and the cops turn a blind eye in their own station. (laughs) Guess it's part of the perks of walking the catwalk. (laughs) Maybe. Hey, you want one? Sure, thanks. You got a light? Um, uh, Just a sec. Yeah, I got a lighter. Here, hold still for a sec. Let me see it. Bang.
8: Okay, gentlemen. Let's get someone in here with handcuffs. What? That's Flicker Spatz lighter you got there, Mr. Bates. How did you- I'm Officer Milford. Everyone knows Flicker was buried with his lighter. They made a big showing of it at the funeral. He loved his cigarettes. Guess that was too much of a temptation. Gold lighter and all. You would have done better just staying with whatever you got from the corpse. You can. The judge... This is more than probable cause here, Mr. Bates. This is your evidence of grave robbing. Officer Dunleavy will read you your rights. Oh, and officer... Add the citation, smoking in a public place... After all, we wouldn't want to turn the other way, would we, Mr. Bates?
2: You've just listened to Lighter, written and produced by Jack J. Ward. Starring Ken McAlpine as Milford, Alex McDonald as Bates, and Jack Ward as the Unseen Cop. Sound recording was by Shannon Hilchey. The Deadline Anthology was recorded at the Electric Vicuna Studios in Bedford, Nova Scotia, Canada. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. The rule of three is that old adage that what you do comes back at you three times in strength. I wrote this script, frankly, in anger. A good friend of the family married a man who had, for all intents and purposes, married her to cripple her with debt and leave her. He had convinced her that he needed to go to school to become an air traffic controller. He had run up 50 grand on her credit cards, emptied out their bank accounts, and refused to answer her calls. And she didn't even have the money to travel to find out what was going on. Her mother happened to be in town, and she tried to meet up with her son-in-law, and also got the runaround. You know, after some investigation on the family's part, they had discovered that she was the third wife, not the first, that this prince of men had committed this fraud upon. So what does a writer do when they're faced with a problem that they personally can't solve? They exact revenge in a storyline. Now my friend has sorted out her life, but it took a long time, and I hope her ex finds the pitchforks in that Bernie place really, really sharp. Choice was a fun short for me, and shows the kinds of flexibility I saw The Deadline as an anthology. It could be a horror, it could be a murder mystery, it could even be crime fiction. As long as it's grounded in today. The Deadline anthology was a good home for all kinds of stories you'd see in the old Alfred Hitchcock Presents kinds of series. But for next week, we take one more last look at an old EVP classic. The Jack and Shannon Show, Season 3. One more kick at the can before the end. Until then, I'm Jack Ward. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you back here on the EVP Podcast. Good night.